Hey guys, this is Ted. This episode of No Hugging, No Learning contains some in-depth talk about blood. Obviously, the name of the episode is The Blood, and in the episode, Kramer is dealing with his blood. So that's why we are talking about blood. Did we need to talk about medically bleeding out? Maybe not, but we did. So this is your warning. If you're squeamish, the 30 seconds ahead button might be your friend this episode. As always, we also talk about some other sensitive stuff, so this is your warning. Thanks. I'm hoping that my voice holds out. I don't know if you can hear that. I kind of lost it. What's up with yeah? What's up with your voice? Because I feel like I feel like I'm the one who always loses my voice, especially whenever we record an episode after I do a wrestling show. Yeah, and so like a six-hour wrestling show or whatever they are is equal to like one very intense moment with my four-year-old for me. Oh boy! Oh (laughs) no! Just yelling at my kids. What? What was the intense moment with your four-year-old? I don't even... Like, whenever he wakes up from a nap, he's just miserable. And so we had, like, this party to be at that started at 5.30. But since we know he needs to sleep, you know, we let him sleep until... uh, He didn't go to take a nap. He's supposed to take a nap around, like, 3 or 3.30. Instead, he went down, like, closer to 5, like, 4.30 or 5. And um, then I woke him up at, like, 7 to go to this party, again, that, like, had already been going on. And he was just in such a miserable (laughs) mood. And and he was, like, making all these demands and just, like, screaming at me. And so, finally, I I screamed back. (laughs) There's only so... It really was, like, fittingly a serenity now, insanity later moment because like i had just bottled it up you know and it all just exploded yeah. so well yeah. I, i'm not i'm not gonna lie I, i'm not getting like a sense of schadenfreude but i'm definitely happy that like i can match your energy uh, <laughs> after pretty much losing my voice last night so this is this is gonna be a very like chill <laughs> episode i think I know. I'm sure once we get into it, I'll get all excited. But I, I noticed that, you know, I, I, I slept through the night and didn't talk then, obviously. And I, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been trying to preserve it this morning and just not talking very much. So last night it was, you know, I had to really strain to get anything out. Yeah. But I was like, perfect time for me to do something stupid when we have to like record two podcasts this week. So, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I'm sure I'll. I'm sure the energy level can't help. I won't be able to help but get it up there once. But yeah. it, it's probably going to be a lot of really squeaky. Well, um, in an effort to try and save both of our voices, why don't we get going? And then if we have some bullshit in the middle of the episode, we'll we'll let it play out. But that way, we won't have ten minutes before we even get into <laughs> opening the episode. That sounds good to me. Uh, welcome okay. to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we <laughs> will be talking about Season 9, Episode 4, The Blood. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, Serenity Now, The Serenity Now. Really, we only had one little bit of homework, and that was about The Net, which Frank 
describes to George as A, his reason for getting into selling computers, and B, that movie with the girl from the bus or something like that. <laughs> and uh, the net, of course, starred Sandra Bullock. It was released 28 July 1995, so already two years mm-hmm. old by the time Frank finally gets around to seeing it. You know, it was probably on TNT or TBS or something at that point. Oh, for sure, for sure, <laughs> or um, or TNN. Yeah. Or, or what? What were some other like '90s era movie channels? You know, it might have actually been on Sci-Fi back when it was SCIFI and not. Oh, I yeah, the see good it. days. Yeah, I could see them being like, "Oh, the net. This is definitely science fiction." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know when they changed their name. Um, uh, or when I they do, even came around. I, I do want to clarify that if we ever want to do either The Net or the movie with the girl from the bus yeah. for our Patreon-exclusive bullshit, Tim, both of them are streaming. The Net oh. is on Netflix. Very, very apropos. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's awesome. And Speed is on HBO Max. Oh, I don't have uh, HBO, Spe- uh, HBO, Ma- HBO Speed. <laughs> We named our entire streaming off of this one movie. We paid billions to get the right, the exclusive rights to speed. (laughs) No, but uh, the downvoter does have HBO Max. (laughs) Aha! So that means you must have it. (laughs) No, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't. I don't. don't, No, not at all. I would love to watch the net again because I tried to find. You know, I figured it, it would have been like completely dissected and murdered by how wrong everything in it was, but. Surprisingly, when I looked at like the goof section of IMDb, it really hasn't. It seems like they might have gotten a lot of stuff right. Really? Yeah, about cool. the internet at the time. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, based on yeah. 52 reviews, though, it has an average score of 5.2 out of 10 with 40% Absolutely. of critics giving oh, hell yeah. <laughs> positive that's, reviews. That, that's like the perfect level of movie I want to like devote our <laughs> our Patreon exclusive reviews to. Like, I don't want to do like good things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but also, I, I I also don't want to like sit and watch like Mono's Hands of Fate uh, <laughs> just because it has a Seinfeld connection. You know, that would be amazing if someone can connect uh, Hands of Fate to to the Seinfeld Actually, universe. You, that'd be amazing. I, I'm I'm with you. If someone if like if if there if there is like a PA who's like uncle's cousin's roommate, uh, like was a script supervisor for Hands of Fate. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, of course, of course, it has Sandra Bullock. I remember Dennis Miller being in it too. Back when he was like, well, a back before he went off the deep end and you know became your typical right wing nut job. But also oh when he was like. You know, like caught between like stand up and acting and talk shows and like, what am I going to be? You know, and then, well, he decided to be just decided to go fully with one audience. But uh, yeah, so I remember that being really weird. But I was I was like a Dennis Miller fan in 95. I thought he was really funny. Oh, yeah, he was like an SNL. He was like just off SNL probably at that point, too. I forgot he did that, you know, but he was more like just the weekend update guy and not in so many skits and stuff or sketches, whatever you want to call them. The film did spawn an American spinoff TV series starring Brooke Langton as Angela Bennett. That's the uh, Sandra Bullock role. And it is one of the few PG-13 rated movies that has ever been permitted to use the word fuck in a sexual context. Wow. Yeah. I want to know what the other ones are. Yeah. I'd love to know. Uh, But besides that, I didn't didn't really do too deep of a dive on it (laughs) because it's it's just such a, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I think that was like our only piece of homework, wasn't it? 
Yeah, or yeah. Do you have something else? Okay. No, no, that's it. Uh, but here's some trivia and tidbits from the episode. While driving with his arguing parents, writer Steve Corin was bewildered to hear his dad shout, Serenity Now, at the top of his lungs, <laughs> as part of a rage-controlling exercise he had heard about from an audio tape, and asked whether the phrase was meant to be yelled, and he ended up basing many of the episode's George scenes on conversations with his parents. <laughs> So somewhere out there, this this tape does exist. This, yeah, this, this has got to be real. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder if much like Kenny Kramer, this guy has like capitalized. On this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they completely tore it apart, so he would have to kind of. But it would be a great time to reboot it and go. Yes, Seinfeld was right. Serenity now doesn't work. But I came up with a new thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um. From the original creator of Serenity Now yeah. comes. But now when you look for Serenity Now, like real Serenity Now, all you can find is Seinfeld references. So yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll devote all of our manpower to it. Yes, if someone finds it. We'll listen to the, we'll listen to the whole tape and review it for Patreon. <laughs> uh, some deleted scenes from this episode include a scene in the Costanza Garage, which parodied the always be closing scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I guess that was a little extended because Frank's reference to we're doing a sales contest. Last place is you're fired. First place is a water pick is already a takeoff of a big scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. But I guess it was kind of extended and maybe they just didn't feel like the parody was worth uh, the extra minutes. Frank giving George a can of motor oil and a funnel instead of the water pick which he couldn't get away from Estelle. That sounds pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Jerry calling Patty after their breakup and apologizing for serenading her with, I want to know what love is. And Jerry suggesting to Elaine that she go back to David Putty and take him to the bar mitzvah, reasoning that by that time they'll have gotten back together after their latest breakup anyway. Additionally, in the first draft, Elaine is more frank with Jerry when accepting his marriage proposal, saying that she needs to take herself off the market to escape the nightmare of her shicks appeal and regards Jerry as slightly better than dying alone. <laughs> and uh, that's it. All right. Do we have any news or anything? Yes, we do. The biggest news of all, the countdown Netflix is on. Wait, did your voice change real quick? I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. Has this been recorded after the fact? Ted, no. What, what do you mean? Okay. I, I, okay. Kind of anyway, time traveler. I, I, anyway what, what's, what's the news? The countdown to Netflix is on. Seinfeld is coming to Netflix. All 180 episodes, October first 2021 not only that they're launching on netflix in 4k i, I mean this yes. was rumored i think but i don't think it was ever confirmed that they were going to be in 4k mm. but this is imagine like all of the gags that we caught because hulu had it remastered in hd imagine like seeing this in 4k uh, if there's going to be any other gags are we going to see elaine's nipple that's what i think everyone's going to look for first <laughs> That and uh, the second episode of the series where you can definitely make out oh, yeah. uh, the <laughs> scenes on uh, whatever porn tape Jerry is looking at. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be even clearer. We're going to see just how little those stickers actually did on the, that they tried to cover them <laughs> up with. Uh, just some slap some stickers on there. You never know. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the 4K tier on Netflix. So somebody please report to us what it's like. Do you see Elaine's nipple? <laughs> What is the 4K tier? Because I don't, I don't know if I have it or not. I know I don't. Uh, let me see. Netflix tiers, plans and pricing. So if you want, let's see. Basic is $8.99. Standard's $13.99. Premium is $17.99. Yeah. And that's if you want to watch an Ultra HD. That is the only tier, $17.99 a month. <sighs> 
Oh, get fucked. I'm not <laughs> I'm not paying Netflix $18 a month. I think I pay the middle one, but there's no there's no 4K on the middle one? Nope, just regular old HD. God damn it. Okay. Um although with with premium you do get four screens instead of, instead of two at the same time, four downloads have, instead of two that you can have. I have one TV in my same. house. Like yeah. I have one TV in my house and I pay for my own account like a sucker. See, we I know we're all on my parents' account, and so I have been like trying to watch something on Netflix, and my sister and my parents are watching it or something. So it's been a no go. But yeah, so I I'd, I'd love to know. Someone tell us. Uh, someone give us a full 4K Seinfeld report. I need to know what it's like. All right. Uh, well, any other news? No, except that I, I do just want to throw this in because I saw. Let me see. Uh, I got to go to our tweets and replies because I agree with this person, and it's kind of the whole idea behind our podcast. But um, they said once it goes on Netflix, at Big Racks posted this. B i g r a c k s. How long after Seinfeld's launch on Netflix will it take for someone to write a IDK? I think these characters are really problematic. Thread, and I, oh. I tweeted back at them the awkward emoji. <laughs> And a great gif of George saying, why must there always be a problem? <laughs> but how many nice. times an episode do we say problematic? About nine or ten, probably. Uh, yeah, a good, a good amount. <laughs> so um, it will be interesting. But that's what caught me off guard is like, it's been on Hulu forever. Like that thread, is it going to be as big a deal now that it's on Netflix? That, that thread should have popped up by now. You know, like, yeah, it's gonna be, it is going to be interesting to see if people go, nah, Seinfeld's like, south park you know we've all kind of grown up with it being what it is and i don't think we're going to notice anything different about it but who knows netflix does like friends got discovered on netflix when it's been in syndication for a million years so who knows it might Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if it gets a new life i think netflix is really the reason of the friends boom over the last couple of years so oddly enough probably the office too if you want to uh where the office was on netflix right yeah so yeah yeah so like, watch yeah. uh watch a new Seinfeld boom happen uh yeah. within the next two years, which will be it, really I mean, weird, and rightly so. Hulu will be like, like pulling out their hair, like we had this for nine years or whatever. You know, it's yeah. like this has been yeah. on our platform forever. Why didn't you discover it here, you idiots? <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah, no, but no, man. I think that's it. Okay, does this mean we have to go back to having gravelly voices for the next hour? Uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me just scream into a pillow really quick. Okay. All right. Um, what do we got for news this week? Uh, you know what? I didn't write anything down. I don't think I saw anything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the week leading up to us not releasing an episode <laughs> was just full of news. Yeah, that yeah. We, like, we, we mentioned on our, on our Twitter, um, but we never really got a, a, a chance to mention on, on an episode. But it's so dated now that we really can't talk about it. What kind, I don't even know what kind of stuff you're talking about. Let me let me take a look back at our okay. our Twitter feed. The other thing I'd like to know is what is that Kramer next to Jerry in Joseph Bogovdanut's uh Seinfeld mini keychain collection? There's a character uh, me... I cannot identify and I'm like, who in the hell is that? Next to Kramer? I'm sorry, next to Jerry. Above George and next to Jerry. That is Helen. Oh no, no. Um Helen yeah, is goes... next to Manya. I'm yeah, looking at it goes cr- it goes uh, Kramer, Jerry, Helen, oh, okay. Manya, Elaine, and then bottom row is George, Morty, Leo, and Soup Nazi. So Kramer is the one that I did not... I meant above George and next to Jerry. Okay, yeah, that yeah. is Kramer. Okay, I, that's the only one I didn't recognize because of his... Lo- you know, 
His well-known... It looks nothing like him. Yeah, yeah, his well-known, very smooth hair. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Jerry has wilder hair than Kramer. So I was like, well, that can't be... <laughs> and then when I looked at the packages that you uploaded a million years ago, Kramer has hair, like fluffy hair in that picture, you know? <laughs> and so when I looked at that, I was like, well, who's this mystery character? Is it one of the variants? But then I remember the yeah, variants have- were something weird. I have no idea. Yeah, the variants weren't even like figures. The variants were just like clips. Yeah. Uh, just like like rubber signs. Yeah, I have no idea what is going on with Kramer's hair. M- yes. Maybe it's something you have to see like from the front on. Yeah. But maybe it's somehow for, in the back. But someone from, asked him, um, where, now where's his original tweet? Because someone was like, oh, you got to get, where's Kramer? And he was like, oh, I got to get him. And that even confused me even more. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't find his. Now he uploads a lot of pictures, so media. Oh, there we go. No Kramer, and he said, "Crap, I need to get him." Oh, okay, okay. He uploaded another picture of Kramer where it's like his hair is slicked back, and the fluffy part is at the back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He. Okay. Even even uh, Joseph was confused because he was like, "Oh crap, I need to get Kramer," and he was like, "Wait, this is Kramer. This this is Kramer." Yeah. yeah. God. So when you see that other picture, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, crazy. And I've been in, I, I, just as I mentioned in that uh, episode where you found those, I did go into Sheets twice that trip, and I forgot to look both times. Because like when you're, in a ro- when you're on a road trip, you just want to get back on the road. And so I was just trying to get in and out of Sheets, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I forgot to look for, forgot to look for toys. <laughs> Bonk, what are you doing? Did you find that news, by the way? I know I distracted you with a picture search. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give, me, give me a second. Uh, so we had like... I mean, there was the guy that we retweeted who worked in film who was told that they would always alphabetize Jerry's cereal in the background. Oh, yeah, that was cool. There was Mike Richards out as a Jeopardy host. (laughs) And uh, the the meme that I make that I thought was much better than three Twitter likes. Yeah, I I like that. And then we had OnlyFans continuing on Uh, without interruption. (laughs) That's true. Oh, and yeah. the six, 16 surprising baby name trends and, with uh, with no seven Costanza on there. And yeah, and or Cosmo Avril Lavigne's uh, Christmas card where correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I think I see a nipple. <laughs> so I tweeted. Uh, oh, God, I tweeted a picture of Kramer looking at Elaine's Christmas card. It's not Avril Lavigne's <laughs> Christmas card. It's a bikini picture. But, you know, you know what I mean? So, yes, very timeless news items. Oh, man. Any other news or anything? I think that's it. Okay. If you've never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in chronological order after being a lifelong fan for years. If we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet at NoHugging on Twitter or NoHuggingNoLearningShow at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts because what we do here is we like to have our questions come up naturally in the run of the episode and then assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. If you like what you hear, we are now on Patreon. That link is down in the description. You can find it also at patreon.com slash NoHugging. We've got a bunch of tiers. Uh, $5 and up gets you access to content and we have a tier for an exclusive first ever no hugging no learning t-shirt again you can check that out patreon.com slash no hugging link is in the description also if you like what you hear you can give us a five-star rating and a written review on apple podcasts and we will send you a free no hugging no learning sticker we just need your mailing address for that just like piano man 282 did 
Piano Man says, I thought I had heard the best Seinfeld podcast a while back, but after binge listening this one and all the way caught up, suddenly a new contender emerges. <laughs> this one is right up there. I don't know how to feel about the not research heavy part, as a lot of times I'll be here yelling at you guys about, how could you not know that? Or how did you miss that? But I love listening to this. And I'm a wrestling fan too, so bonus. That is uh, Piano Man 282. That is our friend Elio uh overseas so elio thank you so much i i think we've sent you a sticker in the past if not even if you'd like the the new one uh, i don't care send us your mailing address again i'll get you get you one of the new ones if we haven't gotten you one of those yet that being said season nine episode four the blood original air date october 16th 1997 i was four years nine months and 26 days old at the time of airing and tim if you are counting this episode and every other episode we've got left we have 19 episodes wow until we become a i was thinking we become an outdated uh i don't know what you call it therapy method podcast (laughs) where like every week we live our lives based on a tape or a book from like nothing later than like the 90s you know you know where they say like any self-help like serenity now you know so when we we found that we or like i don't know any any other sort of like fad self-help movement we live our lives based on that for a week and we see how it turns out and and we sort of rate and review them that way oh my god yeah. i i kind of like this yeah actually i think it, i i'm expecting to be helped honestly I, oh i i'm i'm expecting to die because a lot of these like old self-help methods are very unhealthy and very toxic yeah, to yeah. your uh to your well-being as serenity now might demonstrate <laughs> Uh, Okay, if you're looking at TV Guy the night of October 16th, 1997, you are going to see, at his parents' insistence, Jerry is coached by personal trainer Izzy Mandelbaum to lose weight, period. Meanwhile, George decides to associate food and television with his love life. Uh, And that's it? Uh, That's it. I think we're going to be able to do a lot better. That first one is almost like, well, don't need to watch the episode because it's like, it's tough to pick a B story for Seinfeld episodes a lot of times, yeah, but I would not put that but one. <laughs> that's definitely not first. Um, it's definitely I mean, not the A story. I, I'll just say this up front. In the 22-minute episode, we don't even get the reveal of Izzy Mandelbaum <laughs> until 13 minutes in. <laughs> Honestly, that's earlier than I thought. I was like, uh, yeah, he doesn't show up till the very end. Until over halfway <laughs> through the episode. I, I think we're past the com- we're either past the commercial break yeah. or Izzy showing up is leading into the commercial <laughs> break. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. I think we'll be able to make this better. In the cold open, we start in Jerry's apartment and Jerry's parents are leaving after going to a friend's funeral who was 96 years old. But everybody can't stop remarking about how much of a shock it was. His dad says he was out of shape. I I think Helen and Morty even say like, oh, it's gone too soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And and like Jerry's like he's 96 years old and his dad's like, that man was out of shape. And they remark that Jerry also is looking a little out of shape. Kramer comes in, meanwhile, and also agrees that – and like uh, he knows – their friend by name like oh marvin hessler whatever his name was like oh gone to he, he remarks too like wow what a shock that was or something like that uh if it can happen to him makes you think something like that but i love that kramer is so connected <laughs> to jerry's parents personal life uh, as, as we're going to find out later there, there might be a reason for that but kramer is also hoarding his blood as the reasoning he gives pretty much in case it goes down on the streets <laughs> 
<laughs> and so he's going, you know, he's storing his blood at a blood bank. By the way, uh, Superman is on the shelf, and this cold open is another one I noticed that sort of is some cold opens are like standalone, but this one like sets up at least one of the storylines. Well, two of the storylines really for this episode, which uh, happens every once in a while. You know, it makes me think maybe they had too much script or something. Mm, interesting. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have time for a joke that is not going to move the plot along, you know. Elaine is out in the suburbs visiting a friend who has a son, and her friend needs a sitter for tomorrow evening. This is a really funny exchange because Elaine goes like, oh, yeah, sure. And the friend goes, do you know anyone responsible? <laughs> <laughs> and in George's girlfriend's apartment, she is lighting incense as, uh, you know, they're in her bedroom, and this is hilarious. George is like, what is that, cream soda? And she, like, just deadpans to him, like, vanilla. <laughs> and George looks back at the incense and starts licking his lips. Uh, over at Monk's, Elaine is explaining to Jerry that the, the whole Vivia situation. And I got to agree with Jerry in this situation. He's like, who wants to be responsible? When stuff, anything, anytime anything goes wrong, everyone wants to know who's responsible for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, Did we know Elaine's friend prior to this episode? Because I think this is where we get her name as Vivian. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, don't I didn't know if we had her met before. her before. I okay. don't think so. But but Jerry's mantra is what kept me employed pretty much for, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> 17 years. Consistently, you know, because I was never responsible for anything. <laughs> I don't know who's responsible for this. Not me. <laughs> so it, it'll come home to roost eventually. But George, because I saw people who were like responsible for stuff and i'm like oh boy that's a that's a big you're, you're making yourself indispensable but <laughs> you know at what, at what cost i mean it doesn't always save you so uh george comes in and just like annihilates jerry's french fries he left tara's because the incense made him hungry jerry asks uh, elaine and george if he's getting chubbier and george is like what are you kidding me we we look great i love that he included himself in that like, oh my god we look yeah. great <laughs> that was great that was really good uh and he also ordered some pudding and remarks about the best part of pudding is the skin on top and so elaine <laughs> remarks that it looks like jerry's getting a little pudding under the skin as well and is pudding skin really that good i don't i i don't like it yeah, i, it doesn't I mean, sound like the best part of pudding I, I mean, I guess I will eat it. I, I've never seeked out just pudding skin. Yeah. I, I've never eaten pudding for the skin, but I feel like I would eat it along with the pudding. You know, I, I feel like it's got to be kind of the same level as burnt cheese. You know, you're yeah, not going to yeah. burn cheese yeah. just to, to eat it, but you will eat it along with regular cheese that is on something. Yeah, and it just accentuates the taste and gives you a different texture. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so you kind of this has to be the pudding that like you make with like powder and oh yeah and yeah put in the this fridge. Like, okay. Yeah, this is like Jello pudding mix that yeah. you put in like glass pampered chef bowls. <laughs> I, I I know this from experience. It, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I can't think of the last time I made that. So maybe that's why my I don't have any experience with pudding skin, as far as I know. <laughs> Over at the County Blood Bank, which is actually very obviously because it's written on every other window except the, <laughs> the post-production sign that says County Blood Bank, the Visiting Nurse Association of Brooklyn Incorporated, which <laughs> might or might not be at 15 Metro Tech Center. When I looked at that building, I'm like, well, it has that 
diagonal opening that is sort of facing the corner. But if it is the same building as this, and it might be, look, 97 and, and 2020 or whenever Google Maps drove by are two different, you know, definitely very far apart. But the building has a, a completely new exterior, almost as if they maybe tore wow. the whole thing down and, and redid it, which is also a possibility in the past, yeah? Yeah. Uh, you know, 14 years or whatever. So or even longer than that, whatever it is, uh, 24 years. <laughs> the 90s were 10 years ago, Ted. I don't that, that's where that's the age I am now. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, if you need a visiting nurse, you, you may be out of luck with the Nurse Association of Brooklyn. They may not be in service anymore. But uh, at the county blood bank there, they r- inform him that Kramer's service rates are going up. And he says, oh, you banks are all the same. And he wants to keep his blood in his freezer with his money. <laughs> Which, you know, so he's done with real banks and blood banks now. Uh, over at Tara's, George convinces her to use food in their lovemaking after these two things kind of connected in his head thanks to the vanilla incense. And so he pulls out, uh, you know, stuff you might be, if you were so inclined to include, like strawberries, chocolate sauce, and then he pulls out a pastrami on rye with mustard. (laughs) (laughs) And says to her, don't you remember the pastrami scene in Nine and a Half Weeks? Or maybe it was Ghostbusters, (laughs) I don't know. And he takes a bite and then just goes in for it Uh, yeah yeah. he um george seemingly jumps her without her consent (laughs) did you kind of pick up on this maybe it was her screaming no 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 ah no (laughs) that that kind of gave it away i guess i didn't yeah i i I think she was if she had given consent by them being in the bedroom already and, and saying, and saying okay, I guess we can use food in our lovemaking, like all that had been settled. But yeah. you, can, you can revoke consent at any time. Everyone knows that. And so yeah. I think she probably yeah. was in that, in that moment. <laughs> in that very split instance, yeah. I, 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 I think she may have been. But hey, <laughs> uh, who, who knows? Look, um, and I have to bring up here because when I first – Saw the sandwich. It is is pastrami <laughs> on rye? Is that a vagina joke? <laughs> I couldn't help but think like this whole time that okay, all right, all right. You write you writers snuck one past standards and practices, didn't you? I I don't know. Actually, <laughs> it it might might be. I really think. And I know, like, I'm already being juvenile about it. Maybe I should have said vulva joke or whatever you want, you know, however you want to uh, <laughs> refer to, you know, whatever. But I, I, I really, that's, that's what I'm going to, if I ever get a chance to ask any Seinfeld writer anything, if I ever meet Andy Ackerman in an elevator, I'm going to say, hey, was pastrami on Rye a joke about, you know. Hey, R. Seinfeld, I'm Andy Ackerman, right. AMA. Yeah, yeah. To, f- first, first question in the thread, what's wrong me on Rye a vagina joke? <laughs> yeah, most upvoted, no answer. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite AMAs, where one question is just like, far and away, the one the person doesn't want to answer, and that's the only one everyone wants answered. <laughs> it's like in the, the wrestling subreddit, whenever Dave Batista did an AMA, and everyone's just like, how big is your dick? <laughs> Is the rumor that it's large or that he was in the pool? Oh, the, the, the rumor that is that Dave, Bati- Dave Batista's dick is like a baby's arm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank goodness you said arm and it didn't cut out. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that was Dave Batista in, uh, you know, in the 90s on the cover of Nirvana's album. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> D- 
Dave Batista suing the surviving members of Nirvana <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. Uh, the the AMA I always come back to is Woody Harrelson and and Rampart and how horribly Woody Harrelson's AMA went. You know that story, right? Oh God, no, I don't. <laughs> Just really quickly, everyone was like, you know, asking about Cheers and whatever the hell else, you know. And he was on there to promote this movie, Rampart. It was one of those like completely obvious that like someone was typing for him or or it was only for this corporate reason. And nothing turns Reddit off more than actually noticing an advertisement on reddit you know what i mean and so oh yeah but but regardless he was answering like cheers questions and stuff like that but then someone asked like hey uh you know my friend was in college uh this girlfriend this you know friend who was a girl and you know she was at a party and she said you showed up and uh, you know essentially like sexually assaulted her <laughs> i don't mean to laugh but i mean then he would not answer the question. And I think his response was like, hey, I'd like to keep this about Rampart. So let's just the only questions about Rampart or something like oh that. And then that's all people need to see before they were like, just jumped all over him and would not relent. And every response was like, only about Rampart. I'd like to keep this about Rampart. Hey, let's keep this about Rampart. And everyone was like, what about that? You know, a question would like start normal. And then like the last, he was like, you know, <laughs> so when you were in the movie, blah, 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 and da, 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 da. So did you really sexually assault that girl? <laughs> would be like the end question. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was uh, it was insane. But you know, I am yeah. I am I am trying to look up a Dave Batista AMA, and I cannot find one. I don't know. I I don't know whose AMA I was thinking of then. That maybe they said something about Dave Batista's dick. I don't know. Every wrestling AMA should have a question about. Hey, do you know? Do you know how big it is? We're asking everybody. Do, please, can you tell me how big is Dave Batista's dick? And we just need to, and we need to now. Just any Marvel AMA also needs to include. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James Gunn, huge fan of Guardians and Volume Two. Can't wait for Volume Three. So glad you're doing this AMA. How big is Dave Bautista's dick? <laughs> <laughs> Have you found what you're looking for? I love no, Ted, I... Oh, okay. Ted's search is going to be like his search history is like Dave Bautista's dick AMA, Dave Bautista's cock AMA. <laughs> 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 all your all your algorithms and Instagram ads are going to be like, we don't know what this guy's into. Uh, here we go. Show him something. <laughs> um, are, how familiar are you with Nine and a Half Weeks? Not familiar at all. I I only know it because it had this like very famous sex scene where they use food. And I've actually never even seen Nine and a Half Weeks. The only real frame of reference I have is Hot Shots parody of Nine and a Half Weeks, which, which okay. Hot Shots is like... <laughs> you know, a parody kind of of Rambo Top Gun, like that whole thing with Charlie Sheen. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, well, again, it, it probably includes references to movies that you've never seen. So, but I'm going to put down <laughs> nine and a half weeks for food and, and stuff like that for maybe just a little dive on nine and a half weeks, probably only as much as the net, but I think Marlon Brando's in it. I don't know, but I remember just being a very buzzy movie, especially around this time or whenever it came out over amongst Tara did not go for the food in bed. And, he was like, he tells Jerry that, you know, she was kind of into the chocolate and strawberries, but it's not a meal. <laughs> <laughs> and this was such a great, I, I want a mega mix. I mean, somebody who has time, please put together all the of Jerry's burns on George, because this is one of my favorites ever. And he goes, you know what? How about instead of satisfying two of your needs, why don't you satisfy one of somebody else's? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 
Why do you try satisfying one of somebody else's? Oh my gosh! And but but just like anytime Jerry burns George, he like owns it. And he's like, mm, nah. I mean, that's really what his face does. He's like, <laughs> he just moves on. He's like, no, that's not me. <laughs> um, but he did make, and I forget where. Oh, because um, earlier in the the monk scene, he talks about pudding skins, and George is now making pudding skin singles. That are little pudding skins in like plastic in between two pieces of plastic. I feel like we're going to have to make pudding skin singles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If only for me to try pudding skins and, and maybe they're amazing. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I feel like we could both get individual boxes of like jello chocolate pudding mix yeah. and uh, make it so that we get a nice skin on top. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, maximum skin. How do I? Maximum skin. <laughs> oh, I, God. I, I got to look up a recipe so I get maximum skin. Please don't mix up the two Reddit searches of Dave Bautista Dick and maximum skin. <laughs> Please do not combine those two. Yeah, l- you let me search for that. We don't need that combining in your algorithm either so i'll find out also if anyone is listening to this on their phone speaker i am sorry that <laughs> your google algorithm just got totally <laughs> fucked up if we did episode titles that weren't the title of the actual seinfeld episode maximum skin would definitely be this one's uh <laughs> <laughs> up in jerry's apartment kramer is borrowing all of his tupperware and Jerry freaks out about Kramer's blood. And I want to know why Kramer wasn't stored. Like, how did they give him the blood? They didn't give it to him in the bags that they store it in? Why does he need to put it in Tupperware? Yeah. Did, did they just, like, give him a five-gallon bucket or yeah. something? <laughs> and even then, like, keep it in the bucket, you know? <laughs> like, I guess maybe the bucket is too big to fit in a freezer or a uh, as cold as it needs to be. True. I, I could see that. But. Yeah, how what what is the delivery system of this blood like? Yeah, I would imagine they didn't squeeze it out of the bags like they don't reuse those. I hope not anyway. These bags are our property. Yeah. But and Kramer uh, Jerry freaks out on him so much that Kramer says, "You know, for a fat guy, you're not very jolly," which is a funny. I'm going to tuck that away too for when if ever, if anyone's ever yelling at me and in, in like the grocery store or something. You know, for a fat guy, you're not very jolly. But I like I feel like this um because Jerry's not fat by any means. He doesn't look big or anything like that. But this reminds me of another like kind of storyline where someone keeps calling someone fat and they're definitely not. And they're trying to convince you know everybody that they're, they're not fat. But everyone's like thinks of them as a fat person. I don't know. Does that sound familiar? Mm, it does. But I, I don't know what it would be. Maybe it'll come to me next week or something. But Elaine comes in and Jerry remarks to her that... He's changing his ways. It's all health food. And Kramer opens up his refrigerator and sees it is just packed with fresh produce, which is not bagged or anything. It's just like thrown no. and stacked in there. Not not in any crisper. It's just like on the top and middle shelf. Yeah. And I love Kramer's line here. He's very dismayed to see what Jerry's fridge looks like. And he's like, ah, well, I have to take it, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> Like taking Jerry's, taking things from Jerry and, and taking his food is like his reason to live. And Vivian left a message for Elaine and she's like, she thinks that it's about Elaine finally considering her responsible enough to watch her son. But Vivian actually wants to talk to Kramer and ask him to babysit because he's more responsible. 
hang up. There's a line here I wrote down. Elaine is like incredulous that someone thinks Kramer is more responsible than her. Like, you think you're more responsible than me? And Kramer's like, don't be ridiculous. Now, excuse me. I have to fill my refrigerator with my own blood. (laughs) (laughs) Or my freezer. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to fill my freezer with my own blood. (laughs) That's that's a Homer Simpson line. Like, if I've ever heard one on this show. I am very responsible, sir. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go fill my freezer with my own blood. Like, it's totally normal. (laughs) (laughs) Over at Tara's, George and Tara are getting busy. I like how they're getting busy sitcom style, like, completely underneath the sheets. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. And and even, like, when we see uh george's head pop out with both hands grabbing a hoagie we still hear tara go, and she's just like oh george i'm i'm not gonna do a voice because i i i, I i'm not i'm just not but like we hear her but we see both of george's hands yeah. and his face un- Look, uh, unless George is like <laughs> spun at some unique angle, or George is doing something with his feet, yeah. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what is going on under that sheet. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and even yeah, even your feet at that angle wouldn't really bend that way. It'd more like have to be like your heel or knee, maybe. <laughs> I, I I have no idea, but yeah, George, George grabs a hoagie. Out of his uh, <laughs> yeah. out of his nightstand, or, or a grinder, or a submarine sandwich, depending on where you're from. I wrote down sub. Interestingly enough, sub. Okay, you bring that up. Yeah, yeah. He he sneaks out of her nightstand, and how did he get that in there without her noticing? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it was in there this whole time. What, what actually was this her apartment, or was this George's apartment? Because I have no idea. From the from the outside, I thought it was Elaine's apartment. I'm like, that's the same exterior as Elaine's, but um, mm. I'm pretty sure it's hers okay. because, like, you know, it's got the tapestry on the walls. It just doesn't look like George's apartment. I don't even know if we've True. seen True. where he lives now because does he still live in that apartment he had with Susan? I think so. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. Over at Vivian's, Kramer shows up to babysit and admires Vivian's screen door, kind of a throwback to last episode, the Serenity Now, when he got a, a screen door, <laughs> which is now gone. Uh, well, I guess we don't see the hallway, so maybe it's not gone. That's true. Yeah. And Elaine shows up to take over and pushes Kramer over the porch banister, which was a great stunt. <laughs> like, it doesn't even look like Michael Richards landed safely. That's how good it was. I'm like, I, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> it didn't look like a, all right, I'll kind of tip over the porch and I'll land safely on my back no, and she, look fake. she fucking shoved him. <laughs> yeah. It was a really damn good stunt. Uh, so kudos for that. And Elaine makes up a story. And I, Kramer's like moaning down below the porch and Elaine's like, oh, I think you have raccoons or something. Like jabs a broom handle into Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> and she says that, oh, Kramer couldn't make it. Uh, I forget what she says. Comes up, makes some excuse, but Vivian agrees that Elaine can watch Jimmy, who immediately comes out and kicks her in the shin. God damn it. Yeah. Well, not only kicks her in the shin, but as Vivian and Jimmy both run inside, no one is then holding the screen door, which then hits Elaine right in the face. Yes, yeah, the door smacks her in the face as she bends over. Over in Jerry's apartment, Kramer is on the couch as Jerry comes in, and Jerry freaks out about the blood again, and George made more... Pudding singles, 
that Kramer loves. But Jerry is upset uh, about all of the junk food that is in the house. So George made uh, pudding singles in Jerry's apartment. And he's upset at all the junk food being in the house because he's trying to, you know, keep that temptation at bay. And he gets angry at George. He smacks the counter. A knife flips up in the air. And we get Jerry shockface.gif. God damn. You know, like earlier in this episode, I was wondering because I was actually in the process of tweeting back to Joey Begubdenuts. Yeah. And I was wondering, I'm like, have we gotten to the episode where this gif is at yet? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't remember it. And then, holy shit, here it is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Over at Vivian's, Jimmy is holding a fake gun to Elaine's head and yelling, You're dead! You're dead, President Lincoln! (laughs) (laughs) Which is a weird thing for a kid that age to yell, but pretty funny. Jesus Christ! (laughs) You're dead, President Lincoln. Why does he want to be John Wilkes Booth? Like, who taught him that... Jimmy is getting an alt-right education in uh, New York suburbs. (laughs) And he pours juice in Elaine's purse. Vivian comes home, and Elaine lies about how well the evening went and how great Jimmy is. But And Vivian's surprised. She's like, wow, a lot of sitters say he's quite a handful. And she's glad that it was a nice evening because Vivian has some health problems, so it's nice to know that Elaine is going to be around. Uh, Over at the hospital... Jerry awakes to see Kramer in his face. And this is another gif that you see a lot. Jerry freaking out in the hospital bed when Kramer is like an inch from his face. But the knife that went up in the air nicked Jerry's jugular. And he's lucky Kramer was there because he got three pints of Kramer. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure like you don't just I I don't know. Can can a knife just nick your jugular and then like you turn out okay? Because I always thought that was just, like, instant death. Yeah, I would imagine, especially losing, you know, three pints of blood. Like, that's a sizable amount to have. quite a bit. Yeah. I I don't know how much blood, like, an adult male can lose before they're out of it. Let me see. (laughs) That's a good question. How much blood can you lose before dying? Um, (laughs) Ooh. Did you find Healthline.com? This looks like... I did. Most adults can lose up to 14% of their blood without experiencing any major side effects or changes in vital signs. Some, however, may feel lightheaded or dizzy if this amount is lost quickly, which it would be if your jugular gets nicked, I would think, right? Yeah. Well, how much blood... Okay. 30 30 to 40% of total blood volume, your body will have a traumatic reaction. So I guess we need to see how much blood is in a human body. Uh, 10 pints. And so, if he lost three, that's 30%. So yeah. that would be him passing out. Yeah, he definitely... Well, yeah, and he wakes up in the hospital, so... Yeah. And he doesn't know what happened. Okay. So, yeah, he lost 30% of his blood. Holy fuck. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I, one, uh, I, I thought you were going the direction of, like, can you bring your own blood to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> that seems to me like it opens up the hospital to any number of, like, oh, I brought my own blood. Like, well, how do we know it's... You know, we have to run some tests on it or something, at least, I would think. <laughs> we don't even know if it's a match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that seemed troubling to me that any old New York hospital that Jerry would go to, <laughs> just like, oh, brought your own blood? Perfect. You get a discount for that. <laughs> Bring your own blood. But Jerry freaks out about having uh, Kramer's blood inside of him. And, you know, I, I got to admit, I, I kind of thought it was going that way, but I guess they already, I guess it was already well-worn territory, but it would have been funny, if not completely sitcom 
if Jerry started acting a little like Kramer because he had his blood in him. But when they switched apartments, that started happening anyway. Yeah. And and I guess it's maybe just even too absurd even for Seinfeld at this point to do because it you, when you get someone's blood, you don't start acting like him. It is dumb and sitcom but <laughs> they probably could have made it work. Over at Monk's, uh, Jerry and George are talking about the accident, and Jerry says this line that, I can feel him moving through my veins, his blood moving through my veins, borrowing things from my blood, which gets like a... <laughs> slow burn laugh slash applause like they really sit on that for a long time did you notice this weird break yeah 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 i was like i had to rewind it to see what that i was like what is that audience reaction did they like it (laughs) or it was like they slowly it's an easy joke but like it's almost like they didn't realize it at first like oh uh, oh i get it like polite (laughs) laughter followed by realization like an applause like what? It was a funny line, but that reaction just really took me out of it. George, meanwhile, had a uh, earlier. He's still uh, marrying food and lovemaking, and earlier he had a soft boiled egg and a quickie, <laughs> which sounds very gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, Jerry calls him the fornicating gourmet. Did that did that <laughs> uh, reference ring a bell with you at all? No, I didn't know it was a reference. There to used something. to be a guy on TV named the Galloping Gourmet. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. So I, I I probably won't write that down for homework or anything, but that it was definitely an outdated reference from Jerry. <laughs> and George is like, you know what? If I could just add TV to this equation, that would be the ultimate. Elaine comes in upset <laughs> that she is on deck to take Jimmy now if anything happens to Vivian, and she does not want that much responsibility. Over in the apartment, Kramer is upset that Jerry won't shave his neck for him, even though they are now blood brothers, as Kramer puts it. <laughs> And Jerry agrees. He's like, all right, fine, sit down. He's like, oh, no, no, I can't do it now. Uh, I'll catch you tonight. We'll kind of do an all-over thing. <laughs> so not oh only is – so Jerry is pretty much agreeing to be Kramer's butler uh, at this point. Did um, What did you think of uh, Kramer's joke about Jerry's pulse? Hey, buddy. Did you- hey, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Jerry's parents call, and Kramer told them about the hospital. And Jerry's like, Kramer calls you? And he's like, yeah, they, he calls every week. <laughs> and they're worried about Jerry's health, and they bought him some sessions with a personal trainer. And Kramer gets Jerry to let him and Newman watch a tape on his bed because, again, uh, all he says to Jerry when Jerry's like, oh, no, no, not Newman, not Newman. And Kramer just looks at him and goes, blood. <laughs> <laughs> and when I said it that way, it almost sounds like a cool, like, 2020 way of saying, like, come on, blood. You know, like, blood. Oh, blood. <laughs> Come on, blood. And there's a knock on the door, and there is Izzy Mandelbaum, who says it is go time. He is Jerry's personal trainer. Uh, and it, it once again is the great Lloyd Bridges. And is this the fade into commercial here? Because I forgot to note that down. I normally do. I, I, my guess is it was, but I, okay. I, don't, I didn't write it down either. Uh, over at Vivian's, Elaine is, when Vivian comes home, smoking a cigar, kind of looking like she was kind of napping on the couch when Vivian comes in uh, and says she didn't hear. She um, you know, says we had ho-hos for dinner. He was playing with a plastic bag on his head, and then he just lied down somewhere. I don't know. Uh, so she kind of <laughs> lost track of him. But Vivian goes in to right. check, and he's sleeping like an angel. And so Elaine's obviously doing a great job and agrees to watch him again tomorrow. In trying to portray herself as an awful caretaker, Elaine is doing too much. Like, <laughs> you got to think, are you 
are you sleeping or are you smoking? Because, yeah. like, choose one. But sleeping and smoking is, is pretty good. Like, wow, you were napping with a lit, something lit on a, well, it was a leather couch. <laughs> but still, I mean, a lot of accidents, a lot of fires happen that way where someone falls asleep with a cigarette on the couch and those things go up, that's, you know? That's very true. So. I, I feel like. Maybe I would have bought it more if the cigar were shorter. Like, she had been smoking it for a while. Yeah. This looked freshly lit. It did, it did. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she, the cigar should have been in an ashtray or, or maybe just in that bowl in the middle. Like, she was using her, like, de- decor oh, as an ashtray would have been good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, sorry about this. Um, so, over, over at the Gladiator Gym, which was at 503 East 6th Street between A and B, uh, from 1972 until 2006, the Gladiator oh, Gym is now closed, but it had a good run. And it probably looked a lot inside like the way it does. Jerry remarks when he's in there with Izzy Bomb, he's like, are you sure this isn't some kind of fitness museum? Because <laughs> of all the stuff in there. But the guy who owned it, like, literally made his own exercise equipment from discarded bed frames. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was seriously like that. I forget where it is, Lower East Side or something. It was like the kind of Lower East Side gym that you feel like only exists in like old boxing movies and novels. But like actually <laughs> was a thing. Like he he made his own. Uh, he made a something called a peck deck that out of old mattress frames. Like all of the equipment was like made by him, which is awesome. It's a very Izzy Mandelbaum style gym for its time. It's as far as I can tell. If you want, it's it's for lease. I don't know if anything has been there since 06, but the last time Google drove by, it was for lease. And interestingly uh, enough, it is next to Club Coming, which is... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I was shocked, too, until I made the realization that it is co-owned by the actor Alan Cumming. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a it is a raucous gay and drag nightclub. So, you know, as, as Alan Cumming himself is a very raucous gay and drag <laughs> performer... Um, an actor who I love, by the way, but yeah, it, uh, it's, it's an interesting location, but don't worry club club coming and the gladiator gym. I feel like those two audiences wouldn't really work well together and they never cross paths club coming opened in 2017. I just had to make sure that like, that wasn't why the gladiator gym closed down. Like they were run out of oh, town God. By, by drag queens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But supposedly it's like it's like one of the hottest places like one of the best like kind of free things to do in New York. They have a lot of uh you know fun if you're into drag and that kind of entertainment. It, it seems I, like the place to go. I'm speechless. I was totally expecting it to be like an unintentional like naming <laughs> happenstance. Yeah. And here it is a perfect I double know. entendre. If, like I just have to see because I don't think there's a guy named as well as Alan Cumming for like just his whole <laughs> personality and just uh, just what he like is he that way because of the name or no that's that's his he was born that way I, yeah born that I, way I, God <laughs> wow that's his real name I I love it that's great Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. <laughs> So over at uh, oh I, I didn't even mention what goes on in this scene I, I was so excited about Club Coming. Um, <laughs> Jerry's training with Izzy and he gets him to hold a medicine ball above his head while he taps him very lightly with boxing gloves and and says God. all aboard the pain train. <laughs> over at Tara's George has a, another pastrami in, in the nightstand he's hidden another pastrami sandwich with hot mustard 
Again, this one, um, very, uh, the visual of the pastrami sandwich, <laughs> I, I have to point out. And I, I, I loved, uh, George going, oh, hot mustard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are hot or, tonight. Excuse, excuse, excuse me, spicy mustard. Yeah. And yeah, he's sort of like, he's obviously complimenting the food, but everything could sound like, and, and once again, he's taking a lot of time over at the nightstand and she is still like <laughs> moaning and flailing around underneath the sheets. And at, at this point, George pulls his portable television yeah. from under his pillow and puts earbuds in <laughs> while he's eating his pastrami sandwich and potentially pleasuring Tara with his feet. Yeah, somehow doing P- that. I potentially? Don't... <laughs> I, I, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not here to shame any kinks, but right. like... I'm just genuinely confused as to what is happening here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe there were just so many ha- maybe she's very handsy with herself during and so like that she just could didn't notice she just didn't notice that George wasn't involved anymore, you know, there's that a lot could of- be it. <laughs> but I she rips the sheets off and was George like had shorts on too? I mean, cuz she takes the <laughs> I don't know, was he? He might Did have- he have them on? Now I now I don't know because she from what I remember she like the sheets just fly off you know oh he's got to be wearing something I'd imagine but maybe they don't come off as much as I remember but she does say like what are you doing and George is del- he's got a mouthful of pastrami uh, not a euphemism uh, he's got a mouthful of pastrami <laughs> and he goes pleasuring you <laughs> which I loved <laughs> I love that delivery what are you doing what the hell are you doing pleasuring you. <laughs> uh, up in the apartment, Kramer and Newman are making sausages, listening to a jaunty organ tune. Izzy comes in with Jerry and sees all of the sausages and remarks that if this is the way you are living with, uh, you know, and, and with sausages hanging up everywhere, we're taking it up a notch. I thought this was out of character for a character like Izzy Mandelbaum because he, you figure he would be from the era where it's like the the best diet is all meat, no vegetables. You know? Yeah, like. If you want to be lean and tough, you have to eat only steak and eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All steak and eggs, no vegetables, no bread. Just Well, I, I don't know. He might even be from the era where it's like, yes, you need bread, just bread and meat. Those are the two staples of a good bre- bre- diet. Bre- bread, meat, and 2% milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whole if you can find it, but certainly 2% <laughs> at, at, le- at the least. I feel like he's a meat diet era guru mm-hmm. yeah uh, <laughs> oh and and alcohol like he need, jerry needs to start drinking like heavy scotch or whiskey or something like that you know <laughs> I, I loved the back and forth between jerry and kramer here was incredible because i mean we, we 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 pop in on kramer and newman just making sausages <laughs> out of out of nowhere but jerry comes in and she's like what are you doing making sausages i thought you were watching a video yeah an instructional video on how to make your own sausages <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so of course that's what we're going to do after we see that. Over at Monks, George and Jerry are there, and uh, as Jerry puts it, the free love buffet is over with Tara. George, uh, this was another great burn. Not as good as the first one, but another great burn on George just from delivery because he's like, I flew too close to the sun on wings of pastrami. And Jerry <laughs> goes, yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> George, meanwhile, is in ecstasy over eating his sandwich. And oh, Christ. He has Jer- Jerry's like, oh, do you see what's going on here? You combined food and sex into one 
thing. And this was another great line. George is like, are you going to eat that? And Jerry pushes his plate over to George. He's like, tell me that's all you're going to do with it. Calls him Caligula, which we have brought up on the show. Yes, yes, we have. And Elaine has to go to – Elaine comes in. She has to go to Jimmy's birthday party now. And Jerry suggests that she bring George to weasel out of it. No one can weasel out of things like George. <laughs> In between all of this, George finished eating and is now sleepy, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he thought his performance wouldn't. You know, I mean, they did have to mention it, but it's it, like the performance won't carry like, oh, what do you say when you're about to go to sleep? Oh, you say sleepy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> uh, and... Elaine thinks that's a great idea, though. She needs, as she calls George, a pinch weasel. And Kramer comes in to borrow Jerry's car to take his blood back to the blood bank because Newman was upset about the sausages, Mizzy Mandelbaum throwing out the sausages, and so Newman is kicking Kramer out of his freezer. In Jerry's car, it begins overheating because Kramer is running the AC so much that because his blood to keep his blood cold and the radiator starts smoking and he opens it up and it notices it's bone dry. And then he looks at the blood in the front seat of Jerry's car. I'm I'm assuming like bone dry, meaning there's no oil. I think water goes in there normally. It, was he looking in the engine or was he looking in the radiator? It looked like the radiator. Wa- okay, because water goes in the radiator. Yeah, but oil goes in the engine. He takes out so, the yeah. cap off. And, it, and there's no dipstick or anything, so I'm thinking it was a radiator. Mm, okay, yeah. I, I didn't catch that he didn't pull a dipstick out. So, yeah, that would be uh, the maybe, radiator. Like, this is not a great commercial for Saab that you can't run the air conditioner for any amount of time without it overheating. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, there's no extra I'd be, AC boost. I'd be, like, that, upset yeah. if, I, if I was Saab. God. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I I've run my air conditioner on you know eight hour long road trips before nonstop in like shittier cars than a Saab, and nothing happens, you know. So um, I know it was just something to move the plot forward, but I was like, that's it's just weird that. It's, but maybe Jerry, the last checkup he got, maybe it's maybe he's overdue for. I've also never put water in my radiator. I just figure, I guess it's something they do when I get an oil change. So. I don't even know how water ends up in there. Over at Vivian's, George tries lying to Vivian about why Elaine can't essentially be Jimmy's caretaker anymore. She's moving to be with her grandparents, and Vivian's like, well, her grandparents died five years ago. And I was like, both pair died on the in the same year? I mean, it could happen, but she's been deported back to Scotland, which Vivian knows is not true because she's seen her U.S. passport. Also, why Scotland of all places? Know. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine Bennis. Scotland. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Makes total sense. (laughs) And she has been picked as the Upper West Side representative in the new biosphere. (laughs) And I love that he went with Upper West Side and not like New York or United States or whatever. Like, no, they're they're getting someone from every neighborhood in Manhattan. Oh, Upper West Side, (laughs) Lower East Side, Hell's Kitchen, uh, you know, the financial district. Like, what, you know, why? Why the Upper West Side representative? Vivian uh, realizes he's lying, but she takes pastrami out of the oven and says that she finds it is the most sensual of all the salted cured meats. And (laughs) they embrace on the kitchen floor. Vivian pops up and turns on the TV. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Out on the street, Jerry has been tied to his car by Izzy Mandelbaum, and the car is being driven by his son, so another return actor. And as Izzy put it, if you lag, you drag. So if Jerry doesn't keep up, he will be dragged behind his car. And the car starts jerking because there's blood dripping from the engine onto the floor. The son 
freaks out about the blood and guns it. And I guess they drag Jerry. And as the episode... <laughs> we, we get like a, a very disturbing sound effect of Jerry's body just like <laughs> periodically hitting the road. Yeah. And Izzy's just like... It, it, Izzy's making no bones about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. The ADR, by the way, was awful. The uh, <laughs> the Lloyd Bridges ADR was atrocious. Because he's like... <laughs> He's like, pick it up, boy. Come on. Keep those legs up. What are you doing? Come on. And, and, it, and his mouth is not matching up to anything that is being said. It was it was very reminiscent of our, like, season five, season four ADR, you know, that we haven't seen since then. And But it wasn't the first time that they had to do, they had to do, like, Lloyd Bridges ADR back in the gym, too. I'm like, what was wrong with, why couldn't, why couldn't they use the audio from the set? It was, I was wondering what was going on with Lloyd Bridges at the time. Over in the hospital... Elaine is coming to visit Jerry, who is in there because he was dragged for at least a quarter mile. He says the first quarter mile, they thought I was just dogging it. I don't know what they did so after that, that. That implies that they dragged him over a quarter mile and then were just, like, possibly punishing him? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so the first quarter mile, they thought he was being lazy. And the second quarter... So why didn't they stop them when they realized something was wrong? No, they just kept going. <laughs> They just kept going. They're like, hmm, maybe he's not being lazy, but let's go another half mile just to uh, determine. Uh, George and Jimmy come in, and Jimmy kicks George in the shin, and George is babysitting now, and he's the one on deck for Jimmy because he and Vivian, I guess, are kind of together at this moment. Kramer comes in, and it's not, it's not his blood that Jerry got this time. It is Newman's, and Jerry screams. And Kramer screams, and Newman screams, and that is the end of the episode. <sighs> All right. What do we got for homework this week? Uh, all I wrote down was just another random movie reference, nine and a half weeks. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and talk about the, uh, the, the food sex scene specifically. Yeah. What do you like for cover art this week? Mmm, tough one. I mean, maybe like Jerry and Kramer screaming in the uh, hospital. George, okay. George eating out of the nightstand is, there's some good stuff there probably. Maybe like George, like George being discovered eating with the portable TV. <laughs> See, okay, he, here's where my mind went. Yeah. And these are three consecutive scenes. I thought there were three great visual gags. Uh, the first one is in Gladiator Gym with Izzy Mandelbaum <laughs> just lightly yeah. tapping Jerry's stomach, <laughs> which was great. Yep. Next after that, we had Tara's apartment discovering George eating a pastrami sandwich and watching TV, <laughs> ripping the covers off, which was incredible. Yep. And then immediately after that, we pop in on Kramer and Newman making uh, sausage. Yeah, the sausage is good. I mean, <laughs> out, out of all of those, I would, I, I would just have to go with George's because it has so much to do with the episode, you know? I mean, the sausages yeah. do too, but yeah. <laughs> I I, I I like it. I, I I think the George is the best one out of those. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what we can do about this week's description. Yeah. So we had, at his parents' insistence, Jerry is coached by personal trainer Izzy Mandelbaum to lose weight, period. Meanwhile, George decides to associate food and television with his love life. I, I, I could lose the Jerry bit altogether and instead focus more on maybe George and Kramer. Yeah, like, I, I think that's I think that's smart. Like we can start off. I I want to get rid of and television from George yeah, because yeah. that's not how it starts. Like we can start it off with George decides to associate food with his love life. Yeah, and Kramer. Hmm. I mean, is it well? 
yeah, I feel like we can combine Kramer and Jerry without giving too much away about Kramer. And well, Kramer and Jerry share blood. <laughs> what about Kramer and Jerry become blood brothers? I don't mind that. Does that actually. give too much away? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it no. does. Like that's a pretty good tease. Cause, because honestly, like, going into that, I would expect them to both slice their palms open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you don't, you don't know what that means when you're looking at it, and you're like, well, yeah, I gotta tune into that. So, and that, and we've covered all, we've covered the three storylines that are, that I think are the biggest. Cause Jerry and Izzy isn't even to me as big a deal as Jerry and Kramer in this episode. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what, what did we, what did we end up with? Uh, George decides to associate food with his love life, and Kramer and Jerry become, blood brothers yeah awesome all right what did you think of the episode uh, it was to me i got a ton of great laughs out of it but it also it, for some reason it felt more cohesive but it had that slap together storyline feeling that the last episode did they connected them a lot better than last episode i'd be very tempted to give this a star i didn't give it one but maybe i'll give it always the first one gets like star and low so maybe that's what I'll maybe that's what I'll do. I'll do star mm. and low. Uh, okay. Yeah. What about you? I enjoyed it more than that because I gave a star to Serenity now, but yeah. I I I said last week that it would be low on my final list of episodes. But the blood is definitely better than Serenity now. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that statement as well. And so I'm I'm kind of just ranking them. Like, Serenity Now didn't make my star list, so I'm just, like, half a step below you as far as my love is of these episodes. Okay. But okay. this one, like, <laughs> it really did just, like, I got so many great laughs out of it that... Yeah. There, yeah. there were some very weird and, like, not funny parts to it. Like what? Um, I, I mean, weird part being, like, Izzy Mandelbaum showing up two-thirds of the way through the episode and it's supposed to be like the main key point of this episode i'm like uh, okay maybe maybe focus on something else yeah um, and and just like by the way i should mention lloyd bridges is in hot shots and hot shots part two but um <laughs> it, it did seem like a weird guest star to bring back like you know that's not something seinfeld really does but it felt like a sequel in that yeah. Oh, yeah, all these jokes were kind of like the last time he was on, but not as good, you know, like any the, comedy sequel. Yeah, and, and there were some, like, closes to certain scenes that, like, really took me out of it, like, especially the during the credits one where we find out that Jerry has Newman's blood in him now, and yeah. it's just Jerry yelling, Kramer yelling, <laughs> Newman yelling, credits. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> it, we, instead of ending on a joke, let's just have everyone yell. Yeah, it's it's not... It's not a written joke. It's barely a visual gag. It's like it, it was funny, kind of funny when Kramer did it the first time, and then the second time. I, yeah, I don't know. It felt like well-worn territory already. So yeah, it's it's definitely going to be low. But I but I, I agree with you that I liked it better than the Serenity now. Oh man! All right. Well, uh, next week we've got season nine, episode five, the junk mail. Original air date October thirtieth. 1997, two Ooh. weeks after this episode aired, and if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are gonna see <laughs> Kramer's efforts to stop junk mail mm. jeopardize Newman, mm. period. Jerry tries to avoid hurting an old friend's feelings, while George suspects his parents are avoiding him, and Elaine falls for a TV commercial personality. Oh! Wow! 
A lot of, di- I mean, each one gets their own little storyline. You know, I hope this one's not as disjointed as, as the last two in my eyes anyway. But there's some good stuff in there that people, I think, will recognize if they hear that. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it? <sighs> I think that's it. All right. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.